Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Dr. Wayne Dyer said, there is no scarcity of opportunity to make a living at what you love. There's only scarcity of resolve to make it happen. Oh my gosh, I love me some Dr. Dyer But this one, this one I feel like we need to unpack. First, let's define the word resolve. The dictionary defines resolve as to come to a definite or earnest decision about, a determination to do something. So according to this quote by Dr. Dyer, so long as we possess that determination, we should be able to make a living doing what we love. But I've worked with tons of artists who would say, Jody, I've made the decision. I'm ready and I am determined. This is my time and I'm ready to do whatever it takes. And you know what? Those artists are not wrong. They are most definitely determined. And in my experience years ago, I was also that person that was absolutely just determined You want resolve? I've got some fucking resolve. I was starting over at 51 years old not that long ago, and failure was not an option. But I have found that resolve alone isn't what leads to happiness and success as an artist. So what is it that gets in the way of artists experiencing the success and abundance they're determined to achieve? It's usually our own blind spots because let's face it, we've all got them. It's the old, we don't know what we know stuff. What if we could shed some light on those blind spots and in doing so, regain our own power and open up the flow of prosperity? Well, what we don't know, you know, our blind spots, it usually boils down to two primary things and it's not what you expect. This may be one of the most important podcasts I've ever done. Let's get into it. And while we're at it, burn those two blind spots to the ground. Okay, ready for those two things? They are fear and resentment. Now, before I go further and explain, I want to make a confession. I'm the type of person that when I hear of something like having fear or resentment, my automatic thought is, not me. I've done my work. I live in a state of gratitude. I practice mindfulness. I'm not scared, and I have actually forgiven people. So not me. I'm not the one for fear and resentment. (laughs) (laughs) Any other not me's out there? All right, but 
let's break it down. So what does fear look like for us as artists? Okay, here is what it looks like. Number one, my art isn't good enough to make real money. It's too late for me and I'm too old to whatever. I'm so behind with social media and I'll never catch up. I just want to paint, not do any of the business stuff. I don't know how to fill in the blank, do techie things, create an email list, apply to galleries. Or how about this one? I'll never sell art because only artists, not collectors, follow me online. Or how about, I've made so many mistakes in my life. Why would this time be any different? And then another one, this is fear. I could never charge that much for my art. All right, so that's some of what fear looks like. Let's take a look of what resentment might look like for us as artists. Number one, easy for you to say, but I don't have enough money to invest in taking a painting class or in learning how to turn this into a business. Or it's not like it was years ago. Now the algorithm makes it impossible to grow a following. Or how about this one for resentment? That asshole left me in a terrible financial situation. Actually, any kind of blame like this keeps us in a state of resentment. And then finally, I don't have time to work on my art business because I have to have another job. If any of these sound familiar, it might be time to self-reflect and rethink how you might be blocking your own prosperity. I'll share exactly how to do that in just a second. But before we do that, we also have to acknowledge first our fears and resentments. And those fears and resentments can come from old stories of how we were raised and the stories that we were told, like money doesn't grow on trees, or you better marry rich, or money is the root of all evil. Then there's the past experiences where we made mistakes with money, and we're still living in the shame of those mistakes and telling ourselves things like, I'm just not good with money. Or even, this is big for us as women, societal structures of what we believe we're capable of as women. We tend to believe what we've been told from elders or even past art instructors to have a plan B or worse, to even bother at all. I mean, y'all, the mind games are endless. With that kind of bullshit floating around, of course we have fears and resentments. Of course we worry it's not really possible for us to prosper as artists. And if we do kind of believe that we can do this, we find ourselves just hoping actually for the bare minimum, right? Forget about having a gorgeous home. We just want a roof over our heads. Forget about being able to travel the world. We just want to make our car payment. And God knows, forget about luxurious bath towels. We just want to pay for art supplies. So here's what I've seen happen. Often with really fucking talented artists, when they subconsciously have these beliefs, but don't acknowledge them, they give up halfway or when it gets tricky. They find excuses to justify lack of effort. Things like, 
I can't hire somebody to help me, or I don't have enough time to do that. In short, they go back to the familiar instead of doing the work to unpack limiting beliefs. Here's what I know. Y'all, I know this in my bones. It is more comfortable to sit in the familiar of what we do day to day than to get uncomfortable and fight for our passions. I've seen it for myself. I've seen how my own fears and resentment have blocked the divine or God, whatever you want to call him or her, from working in my life. And it wasn't that long ago when money was flowing in abundantly and consistently. It was awesome. And then within a few months, it's like the well began to run dry. I had no idea what was going on. So of course... (laughs) I looked outside of myself and blamed it on the economy. I blamed it on people's preferences and spending habits changing. I grasped at straws, but was determined to put my awesome marketing skills about consumer behavior to work just to figure this shit out. I knew I could do it. But even with all my research, nothing was changing. It wasn't until I looked internally at myself at what had possibly changed in my own spirit and in my life, specifically at what fears had recently surfaced for me. It wasn't until I looked inside that I was able to turn the tide. Are you curious of what that trigger was? It's crazy, but the trigger was finally getting the gorgeous home I had dreamed of. And that fear here's what the fear really was, that maybe I didn't really have what it takes to keep it. I mean, who was I? I had already loved my old house. Who was I to think that I should have more? Or who was I to think that I should even desire more? Maybe my art wasn't really that good. And other things I started thinking was, you know, maybe my mother was right and I didn't know how to handle money. All of this was within me, but I had no idea. None of this was present in my consciousness. It was only when sales started to dry up that I had to sit still and to look inward. So the question became, what am I truly afraid of? And the answer was me, that I wasn't enough. And once I was able to bring this out of the shadows and look at it, like literally look at all of it and piece by piece debunk the fear and the resentment that things began to turn around. And luckily it happened within a few months. I also recently read a similar story in the book, It's Not Your Money by Tosha Silver. And once I read it, I knew I wanted to share it with you. So here's a little of the excerpt from that. So Sarah is a well-known painter with a rabid following. For many years, she made a good living showing her work in galleries around the world. Then she met Joelle, who she described as the great love of her life. 
and a classic whirlwind romance. Within three months of meeting, Joelle had moved into Sarah's San Francisco home. However, she had no steady source of income. Her last partner had carried her financially as well. As in love as Sarah was, she soon simmered with anger about having to pay play the financial caretaker. Yet, instead of setting some healthy boundaries, Sarah clung more tightly to the relationship. Then the oddest thing began to occur. During their first year together, the sale of Sarah's art ground to a standstill. The retreats she taught around the world, those start, stopped filling as well. She couldn't fathom what was happening until one day she understood. Her resentment toward Joelle, combined with grasping to keep her at all costs, had damned the flow of abundance. Sarah was blocking it to avoid supporting her partner. When she finally offered her painting, financing, and relationship back to the divine, Sarah became clear and she knew she could no longer carry Joelle and let the relationship go. A few months after the breakup, her finances returned to normal. So that was the excerpt from, again, It's Not Your Money by Tosha Silver. But here's what I've learned. Abundance is just as much of my birthright and your birthright as the guy who got their MBA in finance or the woman that got their MBA in finance. Y'all, we are deserving of abundance simply because we are. Whether you call a higher power, God or spirit or the universe or I don't care, Yoda, we are a part of the divine. There is no separation. Divine is within us and we are within it. And because of that, we are motherfucking worthy. So as I told you, I was going to give you some action steps on how you can determine what might be blocking your own prosperity so that you can create space for more joy and more delight and abundance. And it reminds me of the Toni Morrison quote, if you want to fly, you've got to give up the shit that weighs you down. Don't you just love that? For this part, you're going to be answering a few questions. So you might want to pause and grab a pen right now, or if you're driving, just be sure you download this episode and refer to it later. If you're on a walk, you can just pause after each question and give each answer some thought. The idea is by answering these questions is to clear some space from the fear and resentment to let in what's truly meant for you. Okay, you ready? Number one, what are you afraid of? Number two, have you or are you currently afraid of wanting too much? If so, why? Number three, how comfortable are you with receiving? Number four, what have you not forgiven yourself for? Number five, what have you not forgiven someone else for? And number six, 
Is there anything you feel ashamed about? These questions serve us by bringing to our attention what may be hiding in our subconscious. It brings them to light. And although when I answered these questions to myself, there were definitely some tears, it was the key to unlocking and unblocking the abundance. Okay, so once you've answered these questions, now what? The next step is to forgive yourself and anyone else. Release any shame, especially around money. This is one I really had to look at. I had to look at those times that I had gotten myself into really bad financial situations, and I had to remember everyone makes mistakes, and those mistakes do not define us. We have to look forward, and we have to learn from the past, but not let it define us. And the next thing is invite spirit in to heal all that needs to be healed and to release all that needs releasing. All right. This next part, it should be done like every day. Like, I mean, every day. And if you don't think you can do them every day for the ever of every, just think, you know what? I'm just going to do this for the next 30 days. Okay. So also I want to remind you, these, it will only take like five to 10 minutes out of each day. So it's not a huge commitment. If you can't give yourself five to 10 minutes out of each day, there's something much bigger going on. This is a way to honor yourself and to open yourself up to the prosperity and abundance that you deserve. All right. Let's talk about it. Number one, have a ritual of honoring yourself by sitting for at least two minutes, y'all, two minutes, and feel what it would feel like to live in absurd abundance, absurd abundance of love, absurd abundance of friendship, absurd abundance of financial prosperity and peace and boundless joy. Imagine and feel what each of those things would feel like. The next thing is to say out loud and with intention, I am open to experiencing life differently. It is easy to receive and I am a magnet for abundance. So I'm going to say that again, and I want to tell you the hardest part that I have had with this, and I think for a lot of women, is in the receiving. We tend to see ourselves as givers and have a harder time with receiving. So I'm going to say this one more time. Say out loud and with intention, I am open to experiencing life differently. It is easy for me to receive, and I am a magnet for abundance. The next thing is throughout the day, approach every task with an intention of fun. I'm going to have fun writing this email. I'm going to have fun today with social media. I'm going to have fun in the studio painting or sculpting. 
approach every task with the intention of fun. All right, number four, each day, whether at the beginning or at the end, write down one to five statements of gratitude. I am so grateful for my home. I am so grateful for clean sheets. I am so grateful that I have food. Whatever it might be, write down one to five statements of gratitude. And then number five, this can be tough. Stop yourself from complaining about money. Whether your tendency is to complain to yourself or to others, catch yourself and reframe it from, I can't afford that, to whatever I need always comes. It is such an energetic shift. So of those five things, you don't have to commit to them forever. Remember, just try to commit for 30 days. Literally, what do you have to lose? You have so much to gain. And lastly, I want to close by saying that we receive abundance and joy and prosperity when we feel abundant, joyful, and prosperous. It's not the other way around. We can't wait for things. We have to become the things. It all starts with us. A favorite quote of mine from the incredibly philanthropic bazillionaire Richard Branson, he said, most people would assume my business success and the wealth that comes with it have brought me happiness. But I know that I am successful, wealthy, and connected because I am happy. Allow your resolve to feel joy in all areas of your life and see what happens. If you're thinking you may want to go farther faster, I really encourage you to find a community of artists to support you in your personal growth as well as your business growth. Mentoring artists on their journey sets my face on fire. It's my passion. It's my purpose. It's my calling. I absolutely love it. But even if we don't work together, please find someone who believes in your fine self If you think, though, that it would be a blast for us to work together, applications are now open for Studio Elite, which starts in February. And what a great time because it's a great time for you to put your stake in the ground for 2024 and to set your artistic goals in motion. You can get more info at the link in the show notes.